Hi there. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast, The Happy Apple. I'm Katie King, also known as The Balanced Nutritionist, and I live in Brisbane, Australia. Guess what? Healthy food and striving to be healthy in general should not be boring or stressful. This podcast is here to remind you that it can be both nutritious and delicious at the same time, and that you need balance in your life, not perfection. If you love my message, don't forget to follow along on Facebook and Instagram. You can also check out my online courses at www.courses.thebalancednutritionist.com.au. You can book a consultation with me at my website, www.thebalancednutritionist.com.au. I do everything via telehealth so we can work together no matter where in the world you are. Enjoy the episode and don't forget to subscribe if you love it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Happy Apple Podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. And um, my apologies that it's been too long between podcasts, but I'm working on this um, and I am trying to uh, drop podcasts more regularly. All right, so today I've got a big topic to go through, and as usual, it's drawn from um, the last couple of weeks that I've spent working with my clients one-on-one and some of the conversations that have come up during those consultations. Before I talk about this particular topic, though, I just wanted to reflect on uh, the last podcast that I did, which was called um, Having a Healthy Relationship with Exercise is Just as Important as health, Having a Healthy Relationship with Food. And I wanted to give a shout out to a few of my clients uh, who had had conversations, conversations with me leading up to that podcast, which of course fueled the podcast itself, and then listened to the podcast And the message really resonated with some of these clients and they've made some major changes to their exercise routines. You know, a couple of them worked out that they were really exercising simply because they felt this really deep hunger almost to see the number of calories they could burn and the intensity and, and everything was about the math not really about the process of moving the body, acknowledging the body, enjoying um, enjoying what the body can do. And those clients who've made those realizations have drastically changed their exercise habits um, in the last month or so, and they're now doing activities they actually really, really enjoy and giving their body the respect that it deserves um, in terms of you know, skipping a session if they feel they need to or backing off the intensity um, and th- and they were practices that previously they would have never done before they actually examined their relationship with exercise. So massive shout out there. If you missed that episode, it was the last episode that I recorded and I think it was a really important episode. So after you finished here, why not skip back and download that one? And of course, if you like it, it would be great if you could leave a comment um, saying so as well. All right, so today's uh, particular podcast, Moving Forward, is about two key ingredients for health, and that is self-respect and self-compassion. 
I would say that if you're on a mission to be the best version of yourself physically and mentally, you must have these two ingredients, self-respect and self-compassion. And I'm going to be talking about why they're so important on this podcast. One of the reasons why this particular topic has come up uh, is because it's springtime and it's also three months until we hit December, which is absolutely phenomenal to think that. But that means, of course, that we're going to be bombarded with this huge amount of marketing for weight loss products, weight loss programs, spring detoxes, all that sort of stuff. You know, it always happens at this time of year. And I actually wrote a blog on this um, just a few days ago. So you can jump on my website and read my latest blog um, about the, the, the marketing that's about to hit us. And all of that marketing is really fueled by diet culture. So the whole uh, the whole idea of diet culture and at the core of diet culture is this idea that, you know, the perfect body is what we should all attain or, sorry, all um, strive for. And what happens is it sucks us in to thinking that we need particular programs or products or plans to have this particular body, which the media and influencers and whatnot have sort of, you know, portrayed as being ideal. Um, And, you know, to be honest, diet culture sets us up for total failure because, If you have self-respect and self-compassion, you would never actually engage with a company or a business that was entrenched with diet culture uh, because it's actually the exact opposite of being respectful and compassionate to yourself. And I'm going to talk about that, of course, now. So it took me a little while to sort of... uh, formulate the ideas I'm about to present into a concise topic or title, if you like, which of course is um, ingredients for success, self-respect and self-compassion. So I equally had to sit down and think about how can I actually explain this in a concise and meaningful way to my listeners. Now I've decided the best way to explain to you why self-respect and self-compassionate are critical ingredients um, for health is to actually give you several different scenarios um, about how somebody with self-respect would respond versus somebody who didn't have self-respect and the same for self-compassion. This podcast may cause you to reflect a lot on the way you think and talk to yourself and your own inner dialogue and that's the purpose of this podcast. I really hope that um, it gives you something to consider um, and I think hopefully all of us at the end of this podcast, myself included in delivering it, can actually stand up and treat ourselves with even more self-respect and more self-compassion than we already do. That would be a massive win and I would feel like uh, my uh, I had contributing, contributed something if that was the outcome for most of you. So first of all, let's focus on self-respect and why self-respect is so important for any health journey. 
Okay, so somebody who has self-respect um, would be able to respect their body for where it was, no matter where that might be. So if you are at the start of a health journey and perhaps not feeling great physically and even mentally, um, somebody with self-respect would still be able to sort of acknowledge um, some positives about uh, their physical body, their, their mental health, um, and also acknowledge some of the things, some of the great things that their body is capable of doing. On the flip side of this, um, if we're in a scenario where there's not a lot of self-respect, then um, then that particular person would come at a health journey from a really, really negative place and almost a place of desperation. So they would feel really, really frustrated with their bodies, um, disconnected from their bodies, even angry at their bodies. And <clears throat> this is really... This is damaging energy to start or continue any health journey with. Um, this is this is a really bad place to be uh, because you might think, oh, well, that's great because it's motivation to change. But the problem is that when there's very little or no self-respect, there's like no amount of change is ever enough. Okay, so the self-respect actually comes first and then the change occurs. It doesn't work the other way around. Um, and I know that from professional experience um, that if you don't have it already, it's really, really difficult to develop that. It's like saying, um, it's like giving an unhappy person a million dollars. That doesn't mean they're going to be happy. Okay, happiness comes from within, same with self-respect. So we always want to start and continue any health journey with self-respect for that particular reason. All right, number two. So the second reason why self-respect is so important um, at the beginning or on any stage of a health journey is because if you have self-respect, you're going to have really great boundaries or at least better boundaries. <clears throat> boundaries are really important because Having good boundaries is what enables us to actually make time to invest in our health, whether that be making time to go shopping for really good quality food, making time to prepare said food, making time to do some movement, making time to get adequate sleep, okay? Um, boundaries means that, you know, we are strong enough to say no to occasions that may not serve us or people that don't add value to us um, and push back when we are running out of time for ourselves and our own um, health care. Also, boundaries mean, um, so somebody with self-respect and good boundaries will also actually find uh, the tools or, sorry, um, be, sorry, be willing to invest in the tools that they need to actually embark on, on a health journey, okay? And that's really important. That might be um, having a gym membership or a Pilates membership or it might be talking to a nutritionist like me or it might be um, spending a little bit more money on food, um, 
and all that sort of stuff. So again, self-respect is really important on a health journey because it helps us set um, appropriate boundaries. <clears throat> on the flip side of that, um, if somebody is lacking in self-respect, they're really going to struggle with boundaries. And this can be a problem because when we struggle with boundaries, we often don't make enough time for ourselves. And let's face it, if you want to be in your best physical and mental health, you do have to have the time to invest in yourself to make sure that those things happen, okay? It's not like waving a magic wand and all of a sudden you feel great and you're eating all this healthy food. It, it takes time for, for the healthy food to be prepared, um, for the movement to be done, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, also, without boundaries and without self-respect, uh, somebody may not feel like they're worthy of investing in themselves. So where they might really need some professional guidance around their exercise or their nutrition or their mental well-being, they may not feel like they're worthy of um, reaching out and actually and actually getting that um, that professional help. Where there is a lack of boundaries, there can also be a lot of excuses. Um, you know, and I know that seems really really blunt, but it's just fact. So I've done quite a few discovery calls lately with clients who have been thinking about doing programs with me. And the first thing that they tell me is, they, oh, I don't have time. Uh, no, I, I can't fit an exercise. Oh, my, my job's too busy to drink more water because, you know, I can't go to the toilet all the time. And all I hear is, okay, there's a lack of boundaries and it's coming through as excuses when really if something's important to you, you will find a way to make it happen. And if you can't make the time, um, and your job's too full on for your health, then honestly, what 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 really do you have? Because your health is absolutely everything. So <clears throat> that's the second reason why self-respect um, is important on a health journey because it really helps us have strong boundaries. Okay, so um, the third reason why self-respect is important on a health journey is because if you have... Um, self-respect, you'll take the time to actually look for and find the right resources and the right program and the right tools for you to assist you on your own personal health journey. So what this looks like really is sitting down and thinking about, okay, so what are the things that I want to improve? Is it my mental health? Is it my physical health? Do I want more energy? Do I want to get healthy to have a baby? Do I, um, you know, need to find, um, do I want to build more muscle? And then you'll go out and because you have that level of self-respect for yourself, you'll go out and find the right program or the right person to help you with your specific goals. Unfortunately, if there's a lack of self-respect, what happens is instead of thinking about you and your own needs, you'll get lost in the messaging of diet culture and you'll look at all these perceptions of health and, oh, that person's body and, you know, the type of exercise that that person does and, oh, I want that person's legs and you know, all of these sorts of things and you'll go after, you know, the quickest solution um, to actually 
you know, help you get to that particular place, even though you haven't actually sat down and thought about what you want. Instead, it's almost like diet culture has told you you should look this particular way, therefore you need this particular solution um, and you'll just go with that, okay? So it's really important when you're looking at um, improving your health, you find the right thing for you. So that's three reasons why self-respect is really important on a health journey. And the fourth and final one um, is because... <clears throat> Um, it comes down to deserving. So <clears throat> if you have a good level of self-respect, you will ultimately feel like you deserve to be the best version of yourself. You deserve to wake up and feel energetic and happy and healthy and look radiant and vibrant and feel good. But if there's a lack of self-respect, you may not feel that you deserve that. So you'll struggle to feel... Um, to feel deserving at all and instead it might be a, a cycle of self-loathing where you're continually feeling negative towards yourself um, and this this is a really this is just a vicious cycle that can just you know result in things like destructive eating patterns and um, destructive exercise patterns and so on and so on so we want to feel deserving um, you want to wake up and if you, don't, you know, if you genuinely want to be a healthy and energetic person, you have to live into that. So you've got to behave like a healthy, energetic person um, from the get-go because it's those habits and those practices that will ultimately make you into that person that you want to be. <clears throat> so hopefully that makes sense and uh, <coughs> you can see why self-respect is such a, a key or core ingredient for um, living your best life and living your healthiest life and living your happiest life. And now I want to move on to self-compassion and why I think self-compassion is so important um, if you want to be in your very best health. And for this particular one, I've actually only got two different scenarios because I think self-compassion is better understood um, than self-respect. So that's why I had more sort of examples with self-respect. So first of all, somebody who has self-compassion will realise that progress matters, perfection does not. Somebody who is lacking in self-compassion is going to have the mindset that perfection, um, sorry, imperfection is failure. So let's sort of look at those two side by side. Let's be honest, and I've said this time and time again, perfection is not possible. Nobody is perfect. Even the influences that you follow that you think have, you know, have it all and do it all and are wonderful and never put sugar in their in their mouth, I'm pretty sure that they do at some point in time. I was even speaking to a client this morning about binge eating, and you know what? Everybody does it. Okay, like we all emotionally eat sometimes. Even I emotionally eat sometimes and I, I teach this stuff all the time. So I'm not perfect. I'm never going to expect my clients to be perfect. All I ask is that we're committed to progress. Um, 
And, you know, those days that aren't as good as the others, you wake up the next day and you give it your best shot, you know. Um, I've always said it's all about balance and 80-20 is what we want to attain um, and 100% perfect is not only impossible but also pretty miserable, let's face it. But if you lack self-compassion, what happens is every time you make a bad decision with food or what you perceive as a bad decision, okay, because there really are no bad decisions, there's conscious decisions and unconscious decisions, but if you have no self-compassion, if you make a bad decision about food, then it's all over. You know, you may as well throw it in, eat the entire pack of the Tim Tams, go out, buy a two-litre tub of ice cream, finish that off as well, and, you know, it just all starts again and we feel horrible about ourselves and we're in this spiral of guilt and, you know, it's all over, okay? Um, whereas, you know, if we have good levels of self-compassion, we're more forgiving of ourselves and we understand that some days we're not as organized as others and some days we run out of time and that's fine because it's, you know, it's a journey, it's not a destination. <clears throat> and that actually leads me really nicely to my second point um, of why self-compassion is really important for health. <clears throat> so if you have self-compassion, you will actually accept that health is a journey. There's no end point. You know, the end of being healthy is when you die and hopefully you die, you know, of old age after living a really great, fulfilled life, not because you're unwell. And if you have self-compassion, you will accept that it's a journey um, and, you know, sometimes you'll lose the path a little bit but you'll come back to it. And you'll celebrate all the wins, whether they're big or they're small, um, just because you feel good and you're making progress. Whereas if somebody is struggling with self-compassion, what tends to happen is it's never enough. No amount of progress is ever enough, you know. What this might look like is somebody weighing themselves all the time and, you know, oh, one kilo is not enough, 10 kilos is not enough, 50 kilos is not enough. They're just never going to be compassionate and um kind enough to their, themselves to congratulate themselves on any progress towards um, a better um, physical, um, to better physical health or mental health because they just don't, they're just, they're just lacking in that sort of compassion for themselves. And again, that can send us off into that sort of spiral of self-sabotage, which, which can, you know, which ultimately just, you know, um, sets us up to be back where we, where we started from. So a bit of a different podcast today, um, mainly because I've been doing lots of mindset work with clients um, because most of us know the basics of how to eat better, let's face it. Um, and I don't think we talk about this sort of stuff enough, really. So remember that if you're interested in working with me more closely um, because you're enjoying my podcast, you can book a 20-minute discovery call via my website now. Um, and we can discuss whether the Metabolic Balance Program or the Habits for Health Program is best for you. Um, if you just want to work consult to consult, you can jump on the website and book an initial. Um, and I work Australia-wide because I work um, on Zoom now. Um, I don't have a physical clinic. Um, but wherever you are on your journey, um, I hope from this podcast, you really have a look at how you treat yourself and how you talk to yourself and your inner dialogue and ask yourself whether you're treating yourself respectfully and with compassion. And one of the easiest ways to do this is ask yourself whether you would say your internal dialogue to 
people a friend because you really need to be your own best friend in health and in life. So thanks again for listening, guys. Like I said, I will try to drop a podcast in the next week or two and not let it go another month. But, hey, I, um, I'm doing the best that I can, um, as I'm sure you all are. And until next time, um, keep well and enjoy the spring weather as it warms up.